Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Ascended Cast. This is your boy, the one and only Shiloh Shiloh. Shiloh Shiloh. This is your boy, John, on here. And we got a special guest, everybody. I've been waiting on my boy. It's we're waiting on the schedules to finally connect, and they have. Welcome. Tell everybody your name and what you do, brother. What's going on, guys? This is Ramel Green. Uh, I'm a head coach at Seminole High School. Uh, I went to high school with uh, John and Shiloh, yes, sir. and uh, we grew up together, so we kind of seen each other's paths and uh, how far we've came, you know, so it's a good feeling being here today. I'm really uh, excited to be on you guys' podcast. No, thank you for coming, man. It's always, we always say everyone, like, it's cool for us bringing you on here, but taking time out of your day, taking time out of your week, you're, I mean, you're probably busy coaching, so thank you for coming on. No, of course, of course, yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, yes, the people that have been following us know there is a third amigo, the third amigo to the cast. Sorry, can't speak today, but uh, he's on the house call right now handling business. That's just how life goes when we got to handle it. It's up to us to not only carry the the load, but we got this, man, because like I said, we got a boy here that... Man, brother, I'm talking about, hey, when you were playing ball in high school, man, people knew, man. Yeah. People knew. You, no, 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 no matter what, what your journey was, man, you're a hard worker. You're. I think the one thing about you that, that I've seen carry over to your coaching, and mind you, I've only seen a handful of things, you, I, you're really big on the fundamentals. Really, on the, really big on the fundamentals of, of everything you do. So, you know what I'm saying? Just just kind of talk to us about, you know, high school basketball, you know, just, just, just how it is with, with, with coaching your coaching. Um, yeah, uh, first of all, in high school, too, like, I tell a lot of people this story a lot. In high school, I was not, like, I couldn't grab the rim. I couldn't, like, I, I was a good shooter, and my shot didn't even get good until my senior year. But, like, I got cut my sophomore year, um, my junior year, actually, because my sophomore year, I broke my femur in football. Oh, so, yeah. Like, every year of high school, like, I had an injury. I had my freshman year, I broke my foot, sophomore year, um, Broke my femur. Junior year, I just got cut, and I had to get surgery to get the rod out of my my leg. Um, my senior year, I finally was like good, but I was just so far behind. Yeah, you just get back adjusted, to, like conditioning. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like everything, IQ. Like my IQ. Like when I look back at it, I'm like, dang, I didn't know anything about basketball. Like you know, I feel like I wasn't getting taught that either. So like for sure, like the biggest thing with high school sports for me, like being a coach, is just investing in all my kids. And really trying to teach them um, not just the basic basic fundamentals, but also like at a higher level. Because I didn't have coaches that played in the NBA or overseas or coached overseas or you know were at that level yeah. um, or even played college for that. You know, um, so when I graduated high school and I my second year of college, I went to Barstow. Um, the coach there he played for the NBA. Played overseas, played for the Pistons. He coached overseas. Oh, um, he went to Iowa State. It's Division One. They actually won the title that year. Oh. So like he's like oh, okay. to me yeah. when I meet this guy, I'm like, yo, this is crazy. Like you know, for my life because at that time in my life, that's all it was about was basketball, and I just didn't have nobody that could really show me how to get to where I was trying to get to. So I met him, and you know, it really changed my life. I had teammates that didn't really take it serious or really understand, <clears throat> you know, what he was trying to teach us. Or even thought, you know, even believed him. So you know, you like as a coach, you have players like that sometimes that they don't really understand what they have in front of them, and you have players who do, but they just don't, they can't get it. You yeah. Know what I mean? So for me, like, I'm like, I I know the knowledge now because I learned it from someone at that level. I'm able to apply it. You know, I, I made it pretty far, 
um, a lot of like, I didn't have no scholarships, no colleges looking at me, nothing like that. I yeah. just took the JUCO route, grinded it out. I have friends that had D1 scholarships, like, and they quit the next year. Oh, wow. Like, they didn't want to play no more. Really? Very successful to this day, but they just stopped playing. It, was, it wasn't fun for them anymore, you know? Oh, they found okay. a different route. It's competitive. That's what, that's it's what very competitive. competitive sometimes, yeah. And the older they get, I think older you get, the more you're like, do I want to do this? You know, this is a lot of hard work. Or I, I got so... I got to a high level so quickly, and now I'm getting shot down, and now it's like I'm not used to that. Rather than I feel like for me, I've been shot down all my life. Mm. So like for me, it's just like I'm just still grinding it out. One after another. Exactly. Yeah. So it's just like now I found a jewel that can help me get there. So now I'm really not stopping. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So yeah. like for uh, high school to get back to high school sports as a coach, I just feel like teaching the kids what they need to know to be prepared for the next level. You know, some of the kids are serious about it. Some of them don't really understand the, the what they have in front of them, you know, but the ones that do are going to be very successful when they actually, you know, take it serious. Um, but then at the end of the day, you got to remember they're always kids, you know, so you can't, like, you could be hard on them, but you got to let them be kids. Yeah. And they got to, it's got to be fun because if it's not fun, they don't want to do it, you know. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's their own selves, like, that get them into trouble or get them, you know, being disciplined. But I think... For the no, most we're, part, we're a great example of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think for the most part, like the kids know, like for me, like personally, that I care. You know, I care about them. I yeah. want to do the extra stuff for them. You know, some of them take it for granted sometimes, but then you just remind them they're kids. You know, you keep guiding them, and eventually, if they don't get it now, maybe they'll get it later. You know, so like that. that's one thing I just try to like. I don't give up on no kids because I've seen it, even experienced it, where coaches are like, like, dude, you doing that to a kid? Like, you know. You, yeah, you, like I, I don't even want to cut kids. Like you know, sometimes um, some coaches have so much talent that it's like you got to make cuts. You just yeah. got that many players in your program. You know, you got to make a cut. Right now, I don't have that issue. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but I know eventually I will get that issue. But it's like yep. right now, like even the kids I have, I'm like, I don't really want to cut them because, like, especially in the city we're in, they they don't got nothing else. Yeah, you know? and it's like if they're not playing sports, they're gonna find something else to do. And it ain't a lot of good stuff out there for them to do. And what's interesting, um, you say that, I've actually heard uh, this in the past with coaches. There's good coaches that, like, if you do have to make cuts, you don't make it a, like, okay, well, this is it. It's right. like, this is, this, this, I'm going to tell you this right now. Like, right now, we don't we don't have this, this base for you, but I want you to keep working on your game. Yeah. I want you to keep doing this. Come to practices. You may not dress out. You may not do anything like that, but come and watch practice. Come do that. Because you can you can still make this team, right. so it's like as a coach, how do you make it to well? Hey, we may not we may not be right now, but yeah. don't give up. Like keep working on that game, and so no, mm. definitely <clears throat> just motivating the kids like to never give up and to continue to work hard because your hard work could take you very far. Yeah, places you couldn't even imagine. Like like I had a I had an opportunity to play at Cal State San Bernardino after I um, finished the RCC. And I make my kids do grade checks and study hall and all this <laughs> stuff. Because of this reason, I got a D in uh, my English class. Mm. So I couldn't go. Oh, and I had to stay and, and finish that class and retake it. And it's a D. You know, it was an yeah. F. And it was a high D, too. That's what was the worst part. It so like, goes on your, it goes on your, it, it stays goes, on there. Yeah. Exactly. So they, they took someone else. Like, that's how it is the next yeah. one. Yeah. It was actually my teammate. Oh. And, yeah. And, and that was my boy, too. So I didn't, I wasn't mad or nothing. I, I knew that was for my own self. I was mature enough to know, like. I messed up, you know. Yeah, that's, so, that's crazy, though. And then um, 
from there, I just was, I understand the importance of networking. That's one thing I try to get the kids to understand too. Like, even with your teachers, your classmates, you never know who's going to be what or what's going to happen in the future. You got to network, like, you got to be social. You don't got to be social with everybody, but, you know, you got to, to some some extent, you got to, you know, connect with other people and things that they do. And um, so I just started networking, you know, going to different gyms, playing, training kids. Like, that's really when it started, right after college. Um, I just started training kids. And um, I'll be in there. And, and remember, I mind you, in high school, I said I wasn't dunking at all, you know. Yeah, at this true. point now, I'm dunking, you know. Not in game, but like dudes know, like I, I could windmill, like all that stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. So then um, I start evolving, you know. I'm starting to play in the pickup games, you know. Uh, this guy sees me; he's a trainer. He's like, "Yeah, I really like your drills and all the drills." This is how I used to get my kids. It's funny; I, I can't do it no more. But I used to do the drill and go up and dunk it, and then all the kids would be like, "They want to do that," so they were like, "Hey, can you train me?" Yeah, <laughs> I can't so do that you, no more. So that's how you got it. My MCO, my meniscus, my meniscus, but um, man, that was that was like a beautiful thing because it just made you know it felt good. The kids wanted to wanted to do what you could do, you yeah. Know? And and it's just like thinking about all the hard work, how many hours in the gym I put in to be able to do stuff like that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so this guy, he's like, you know, you got some balance. Do you want to go play in the Drew League? This is like a pretty competitive league. I don't know if you guys heard of yeah. it. Yeah. Some people will say it's watered down, this and that, but there's always high level players that go and play. No, I think a Hooper's League. It's yeah. straight up like a Hooper's League. Like, like you're, yeah, you're, you're, you're good. Like, you're, you're really, really skilled. You're really good. You're going to go there and play. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, um, like, you know, like Giannis is there. LeBron goes in there sometimes. DeMar DeRozan. Oh, like, yeah. You got some guys yeah. in there. Um, even young guys, like, out of high school going to D1s, you know. Yeah, didn't, like, LeBron go play last year and, like, he, like broke the record for, a, like, yeah. Say, yeah. Yeah, he did. He went in there and killed it. Yeah. <laughs> Trey Young. He got, like, 40 on yeah. something. <laughs> so, you know, he's like, all right, go to this workout, so this this open gym in L.A., and he's like, um, it's a pro run, you know. So I go to the pro runs, and, you know, I'm in there playing with guys that are straight out of USC, overseas you know they just got back from wherever whatever country they're in like it's a lot of guys in there and none of that phase none of me like at all because i'm like i already know how hard i work you know i know what i can do so i'm just gonna go out here and just and bust these dudes yeah. ass like for real anybody that's, 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 that's how, how that's that's like, yeah. in my, in my way. anybody that's on the court like i gotta show that i'm the best guy like if, if they feel like you're the best then i'm gonna guard you i'm gonna you know, getting your shit. I'm a mm, Yeah, I like that. And that's the mentality I try to get to the, my, the rest of my kids as well. You know, like, but you, but you have that confidence because you work so hard. You put oh, in the yeah. hours every day. You know, five days a week in the gym. So, anyways, I go out there. I play really well. I got a couple dunks. You know, and then the the guy that's running is like, do you want to play? And he texts me actually the next day like, hey, we need one guy. You want to play in the Drew League? So then I go and play in it. Didn't play that much, you know, because there's a lot of politics and I'm new. They got guys that have been there forever. Yeah. But just the experience of being there, if I would have, if and then so, if I would have played more years in it, I think I definitely would have evolved and I could have really did something in there. And, you know, like, it doesn't mean anything because you're not getting paid or anything. Yeah. It's just more like just for the fun of it, just to be in that environment. Mm-hmm. But um, anyway, so then this guy, you know, somehow, like, I got a buddy. This is another network, you know. He's like, yeah. hey, this guy's looking for some guys to go play overseas, you know. He's like, are you interested? I'm like, yeah, for sure. You know, so I go out there and um, the very next, the very, like, towards the end of the, like, I'm out there doing really well. Towards the end of it all, I get bumped really hard, blow out my whole knee, like my ACL, MCL, and my meniscus. Oh. And the whole time they're like, yeah, we really like you. Like, we, 
this is exactly what we're looking for. You know, there's probably like six other guys out there, nothing big. It probably wasn't going to be like a big league where you're getting paid a lot of money. Yeah. But you start somewhere and then you eventually work your way up, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, with that being said, like, I wasn't doing none of that in high school, but I just worked very hard to get to where I got to, and I got, I networked and got the opportunities I got. So now that, you know, I have the knowledge and the experience, I just try to pass it on to the rest of the kids that I teach, you know. That's cool. And so, I, what I like about what you said is, like, you said, like, I didn't get that. So, like, you started with your uh, coach at Barso. Yeah. And then, like you said, you weren't getting paid to be in the Drew League, but you can think about all the basketball minds there, all the high-level yeah. players that have that mind. Exactly. And you're learning, like, you're watching it firsthand. Yeah. <laughs> so, I think that's really, really cool is because of the coach. I think the best coaches are the ones that have seen like so like they can see everything and they have an answer for everything it may not be the right answer yeah. but they have some kind of intelligence to be like okay hey they're doing this let's do this yeah, yeah. um and i think that's really important because of the coach like you have a lot of people that there's some coaches that have 20 years of experience but they only play one style of ball or they only know how to do one style of thing and it's just like they li- they'll live and die by that yeah they'll yeah. live and die by that <laughs> so yeah. i think it's cool from your standpoint of like you've used all your experience and now it's like, okay, I'm going to give this back to the kids so that they know how to play the game the right way. So they don't see anything and they have that confidence of like, okay, this is what's in front of me. Yeah. This is how we're going to respond to it. Yep. No, for sure. For sure. Yeah. You hit it on the knob. That's dope. Yeah. I was going to ask you because, um, dude, I, I worked at LA Fitness and you, your pop, your brother, <laughs> yeah. used to be going in and out of there. <laughs> like, you do like, oh, dude's dad, like, was there a, just like a sick gym rat with her all the time, <laughs> bringing in like other kids with him, like training yeah. them and stuff like that. I love it. Um, even there, like, there was a little network there because I forgot his name, but um, he was big, like, he would bring in European players and train yeah, them. That's the coach. Oh, that's him? Yeah. That's that's coach. yeah. Oh, okay. That's, See, that's a crazy that's part. Actually, yeah, that's my guy. I still call him to this day, Ashford. You know, I think he lives by my parents, too. He's Highland. Yeah. Oh, does he? He moved yeah. now, but yeah, he was living up there. Okay, yeah, because uh, I remember well, I used to see him walking around with his wife sometimes. Yeah, yeah. No, for but sure. yeah, no, he was a really good dude, too, because even yeah. when I would talk to him at the gym, like, he was a really good dude. I think what he, he like, was in, like, one of the dunk contests, right? Yeah, no, he did. He went to Sanji, so he's a Sanji, like, legend over there, like, yeah. he's good at football, too. He was, he, he was so I coached with him, actually, a summer before I got the position at San Bernardino. Oh, so wow, okay. I was going to coach up there and do player development. I did it for a summer, and then I got a call, like, um, this is why networking is so important as well, like, and just treating people good all the time, you know, because... People talk and, you know, you want them to say good things about you. It's not about, like, who cares about what people think about you. It's just, like, you want to have, a, uh, you know, the character of being a good person and doing the right thing all the time. Mm-hmm. Even, like, we're, we're, we're all, you know, we're going to make mistakes. Yeah. But as long as you make the efforts to do it, people will understand that. So, um, there's a kid. I used to train him. Um, he's literally just graduated this year. But his dad was a head security guard at san marino oh and so yeah. they needed a coach the coach left and took like seven like seven players left the program before i got Ooh. there so it was like clean house and have no players when i got there Damn, so Dang. um they call like it was maybe september right and the season starts in november usually teams start practicing in september at least you yeah. know doing workouts and stuff like the summer like practice exactly like the, summer yeah. everything so i have no time with this team at all but um they called me like hey we need a coach you know Basically, the 80s, like, if you like it, then you, it's yours. And I was like, damn, like that? And I'm like, well, I'm, you know, I told him, too. I was like, you know, I'm good at the college. Like, I'm coaching up here. Like, I like it, you know. Like, I said, let me run it by G. Like, this, is the, like he's, like, one of my mentors, you know. Yeah. I'm like, let me run it by him to see what he thinks, you know, about it. 
And he was like, no, nah, you should do that. Like, go, that's a head coaching position. Go do that and, you know, get your experience up. And he's like, you can always come back up here. He was like, but I'm telling you right now, you're going to go down there for a couple of years and you want to come right back. And I was like, ah, oh, no, nah, you know, like, I think I'll, I'll be good. And I do like it. I love coaching the kids, but I like coaching college better. Just yeah. Just they're grown men, like, for the most part. Some of them probably ages from, like, 19 to 23. You might, you might get a kid that's, or a guy that's 24 or 25. Mm-hmm. But, um, they're just serious. Like, they know what they're there for. They know, yeah. like, they've already experienced high school, you know, now they're a little bit more mature. Like, they understand the game a little bit better. They just know the bent. Like, they know they have to work hard to get to where they want to get to because yeah. especially junior college, it's a dogfight, you know. Mm-hmm. It's not like you didn't, you're you trying to get yeah. a scholarship. I don't want to say, it's not that they don't have time, but you're on the clock. Like, there's yeah. not this thing exactly. of, like, as a kid, like a kid in high school, you're like, oh, like, I have the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. When you're, like, at that age, you're like, either I need to make this happen now, or it's like, or it's not going to happen. Yeah. Now or yeah. never. Exactly. Now or never. Exactly. So I think I like that sense of urgency from the kid, or the, you know, the players. Yeah. Because then it makes me want to coach harder, too, because I'm like, okay, you are on a time limit, so let's get this work in, you know, and go hard. Oh, yeah. And then for some of the high school kids, like, like I said, it's got to be fun, because they're kids. And, you know, they want to have a lot of fun, though. Yeah. <laughs> like, just the, the area that I worry. Like, if I was at Corona Centennial, it would be a little bit different. Obviously. Oh, yeah. You got guys that are, like, no, we play, back parents like played in the NBA or, you know. Yeah, like, even went back to us, like, when we were playing football, like, we we were, like, we would take, we would take it serious. But there was times where we were just messing around, like, we right. practice. Yeah, me over. too. Shoot. Yeah, yeah. me too. Yeah. I, I used to be, yeah. I wouldn't take, so we would do drills. I wouldn't take it serious sometimes. Yeah. But. That's the difference too. You yeah. Know? Like in college, there was no time where I didn't take it serious. It's yeah. like, nah, this is it. So. Yeah. yeah. When you're paying for it, you know what you're doing. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like you know, like yeah. all right, like if I'm gonna screw this, like I'm gonna screw it from that, I'm wasting my time. So. Yeah. No, I get that. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I love that. And then and then for me, real quick, because you did touch on, you know, you did go to overseas and all that. What did you see overseas? So no, I didn't actually get to go. You didn't actually get I, to go? Okay. I was like at the workout. They wanted me to go, but then mm-hmm. I got hurt, so I never even made it. Ah, so you never even made so it. So it was like I was right there, though, where they told the dude that, that called me, like, yeah, he was. I hope he's all right because that's exactly what we're looking for. And the guy's like, yeah, it's just a sprain. You probably just sprained your knee. I'm like, nah. shit, I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> shit was yeah. torn, all three. I told him that. See, that's a scary part about stuff yeah. like that. You don't know until you get the freaking uh, right. scare. Like, yeah. once you do that, it's like, oh, damn. I know. So it was just like, damn. At that point, I'm, like, I'm glad I've been coaching and training kids, you know, because I have something to fall back on. Yeah. And then has, has, has your injury history? Because, mind you, I'm the same way, bro. Me, me and you could be cousins because I <laughs> every single year of football that they, they could tell you I I I, 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 I dislocated my hip sophomore year with uh, with I, I was having sciatic nerve uh, thing uh, junior year fractured my shin and I broke my finger senior year uh, tore my meniscus partially tore my ACL yeah. played the whole season with it. Hashtag Big Bear. Wait, was it that Yakabella game? No, it's it, it, it actually happened the first game versus I, San G. I had a flashback of that actually. When they, when, bro, we played. We went to Yakabella like, third game of the season, and these refs were horrible. Like, just, <laughs> they had money on the boys. And I kid you not, these fools came up and just fucking smeared Shiloh. <laughs> Illegal contact as hell. But they just came up and took this fool oh. out. And I wasn't even anywhere near the ball. Yeah, like, I was nowhere near the ball. Nowhere near the ball. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've learned my of that. 
But um, <laughs> but going back to uh, going back to my point. So you know, it's especially being a coach, being at the high school level, your injury history has that mentally fortified you to the point where like now being a coach, you know, you're so resilient no matter what it is to where like you know you can overcome, you know? Has yeah, has, has so. that been a huge thing for you in, no, in your eyes? For sure, for sure. Yeah. I feel like if you look at it the right way and people are telling you the right things when you're hurt, you know, like like <laughs> when I broke my femur, it's crazy because it's like now that I think about it, I'm like, these are grown adults talking about a kid. Like some kid like I was in football because we played together. Um, it was like my sophomore year. I think are you guys We were friends freshman, freshman and you yeah, right? yeah. Okay, so um broke the femur and I, I had people telling me like the parents were like, Yeah, he's probably never gonna play again and, like he's done, like this and that. I'm like, Bro, you can't be negative like that, you know, and obviously it wasn't true, but like if you put that in the kids' head, their kids they might really think that then they don't wanna do it no more. But yeah. they feel like, Hey, it's a part of the, this is why I tell kids all the time, it's a part of the game, you know, injuries happen. You just got to prepare your body better, you know, work out harder, take your, your therapy serious, and then come back, and you can mm. always do something, you yeah. know? So, um, with injuries, like, we do weights just because that's that's injury prevention, you know, try to teach it the right way, form and all that, yeah. and just working the right muscles because, like, if you're training, like, a football player playing basketball, it's not you might have yeah. injuries because that's not the same, you know, sport, different workout. Same thing if you're a basketball player training basketball, trying to go play football, you're, it's not, not the same. Like football yeah. is more power, explosion, you know, mm-hmm. um, power lifting. Basketball yeah. is more explosive, fast twitch. Like, and football is still the same. You know, they have their their qual their uh, similarities. Yep. And like as a trainer, like for me, like I look at it, and it's uh, even not even just for sports, but like everyday people. It's like, what are we training your body to do? Because I want I want to train for what your body is constantly going to do. Exactly. Like, for you, like, you're, if you're playing basketball, you're not going to need a bench freaking 200 or 300 pounds <laughs> yeah. every yeah. single week. Like, that's yeah. that's not doing any benefit. Like, good to give good body shape, but there's other stuff we can do for that. But, like, vice versa, like, I don't need, um, like, my, like, linemen doing a whole bunch of, um, like, fast switch muscle, like, right. things where they're constantly going to be moving and their joints are getting worn down. Yeah. So, it's like, Mm. A good a good coach is good. A strength and conditioning coaches are gonna look at what you what you're doing. What movements are you constantly doing? Sure, we can improve those versus just hey, we're gonna go hand clean because the program doesn't do it. We're gonna go squat because the program doesn't do it. Like yeah, that's exactly. really important to, to figure out. No, for sure, one hundred percent. I think that's one thing that might separate me as a coach as well too. Is like I, I'm a personal trainer, you know, so I do skill development. Oh, that's like, awesome. You know, that's my awesome. dad, yeah. too, he's always training yeah. guys in the gym. So, like, I learned a lot from him with the weight room stuff. Mm. Um, and then also just the philosophy and being a coach, like, actually coaching the game of basketball, not just skills and, you know, um, form on shots and different stuff like that, IQ. You know, so I feel like you have multiple things to put to bring to a program. It'll definitely have a lot more success, like, Usually, like, if you see the NBA, they have a, a group of coaches, right? Mm-hmm. And it's hard to do, too. That's the other thing. Like, obviously, that's a bigger organization, bigger program, more players, you know, uh, more people. So, But every coach has a job to teach something, you know what I mean? On the, if you look at them, they're all dressed the same. Yeah. Like, one coach is specifically for shooting. One coach is specifically for ball handling, you know, or skill development. One coach is for strength and conditioning. You know, one coach is – the head coach is really just coaching the game. They have an offensive – coach you know a defensive coach like hmm. so there's all types of because it's easier when one person could do one thing that and, and perfect that one thing obviously and now everyone's perfecting those one thing that, that one thing and now it's coming together 
yeah, you might have more success. And I think that. that's what separates really good head coach is when you have a staff where you can identify exactly. the strengths and weaknesses and being like, you're really good at this. Yeah. I want you to focus on this. And I want you to focus on this. I think what, what's cool about you is like you have all the different experiences. So you're the perfect person to oversee everything yeah. and be like, hey, <laughs> this is what I want to do this. Like, do like this. Okay, perfect. Like, you're just overseeing it. But you have your influence. You have your touch in all of it. Yeah, no, I appreciate that for sure. But um, definitely the higher level. Like, at high school, it's easier to do. You know, the higher levels you go, you need more help, you know, um, more <laughs> more staff that can do different things with the team um why is that why is it why, why do you need more more staff with the with well, the just for the same kind of same reason i said with the nba is just like um more more players you know a higher level so it's a little bit higher teaching level um so you just need to be able to focus as a coach on one thing to help the team so that and then those other guys focus on other things that can help the team like for me, I need to work on game planning, you know, what are we going to do against this team. But that's the thing. You even have coaches for that that are scout coaches. Yeah. So they're scouting the other team. And all I got to worry about is coaching the game. You know That's, I mean? that's crazy. Um, yeah. So it makes it easier as a coach, um, for sure. Um, it's just hard to get guys on a staff like that, especially at high school. Like, no one's doing that like that. Because it's a lot of work. A lot of work the thankless job. <laughs> exactly. You don't yeah. get paid like that to do that, first of all. And also, like, a trust thing, too, because – you want to have the right people on your staff that you could trust that are going to do what you're asking them to do, you know, mm-hmm. not go behind your back and tell a kid something that you might not want to tell, yeah. or, you know, different things. Um, a lot like of politics that. that go into that. For sure, for sure. I feel like especially for, like, jobs and stuff like that, too, yeah. like, you got to make sure you have the right people on there because, oh, hey, like, you guys are playing this, like, well, guess what, like, I have an opening for this job next year, like, <laughs> yeah. but, like, give me some information, man, yeah. too, yeah. For real. So, I mean, I think that's one of the reasons for sure with that. Um, but it definitely makes it easier as a coach when you have other people doing other things and say you having to do it all by yourself, you know, mm-hmm. or trying to teach everything at once. I like that. I had one quick little question because you brought it up earlier um, about, like, the whole Euro uh, League. I, I obviously, you said you didn't go over there. Um, like, one thing I've noticed in the past couple of years, just watching as a fan, watching as uh, someone that follows NBA is, like, we're seeing a lot of guys that go the Euro route, that go play overseas, and then come back and play a very, very well in the NBA. So um, I guess my question would be is, like, what are they doing over there to where you're seeing guys come out and be successful versus over here where people are going like the college route or they're going the um, Juco the Juco or the, um, the D-League? Mm-hmm. And, like, what's, like, kind of difference? Because, like, we've seen so many guys come out of the, the, uh, overseas and just come play really well in the NBA. Um, I think I, there's different styles of basketball for sure. Like NBA is a lot more aggressive, uh, American than you know overseas. Like Western style, more, I guess. Yeah. yeah, like they're a lot more finesse. Like they shoot well. Their IQ, like cutting, you know, different things like that. Um, I think it's like fifty fifty though because so in overseas the mo- like at the higher levels they only allow one or two Americans to play oh, on wow. a team over there. Really? Because they. I think from my like my opinion from what I've you know learned or researched is they don't want you know the Americans to come over and take over their leagues yeah. because you know there's a lot that, like over there the academics is a lot higher than over here yeah so I had a kid from Spain who came to play for me this year and um, he came for academics and he's a 4.0 student and mm-hmm. so he didn't come for basketball you know he came to learn more about 
you know, the U.S. and to get, you know, try to see how it is academically, maybe go to college, you know. Mm -hmm. But when he got here, he already, everything that he was learning, he learned three years ago. So it's oh, like, wow. it, it was just, it was like a digression for him, you know. Yeah, it not really? At all. He's just, at that point, he's just here just for to have fun, you know. Yeah, that's um, crazy. Is, that yeah. is the thing, though. They want to have fun, but it's like, they're serious about their academics. So yeah. I feel like they focus more about academics over there and we're more about athletics or, you know, entertainment yeah. and stuff like that out here. Status. Exactly. Yeah. So... Wow. Um, that's the difference. But then you do have those guys like Luca who just are dogs and just work super hard and they yeah. they understand the game. They've been playing pro since they're a little kid. So um they're just successful when they get out here and they're super smart, you know? Yeah. Um, no, Luca's a great but also even like Lamelo, because dude like oh, Lamelo yeah. went over there and he came back over here. Like we knew Lamelo was gonna be good, yeah. but so yeah, that's the thing. You play pro earlier at an earlier age over there than you do here. Yeah. Like here's like we have different levels, like high school, you know, college, you got junior college, different levels of college, G League, like you said, NBA. So there's a lot of different routes to get there. For them it's just like club and then pro. Yeah. So they're always it, playing club. Like they're not really from what they what what the kid from Spain told me is that they don't play their club is not the same as high school so they don't play for a high school team they play for their club team mm. and then with their club team then they try to go pro so, so it's pretty cool it's like because i think the look was pretty like, you could be like 16 17 planning to grow man like yeah, like 20 exactly. 21 22 okay exactly okay so that's when so they're just getting that experience early, early on. on yeah okay that's yeah. cool like i love for sure i love that and then for me um for this next topic I, I I would like to know, baby, because you coach AAU, correct? Yeah. yeah you, you you do all that as well. What's what's your playing style like with AAU versus high school? So, actually, it's funny that you asked that because I just had a conversation with a kid and his parents about this kind of same thing. You know, um, <laughs> they're just saying like you know because the parents don't. They said they're not. Um, they never play basketball, you know, so they don't know much about it. They're learning, but the son is all about it, and he's learning a lot, and he's getting. He's pretty good too, you know. So they're asking, like, are we doing the right thing, you know, with him yeah. playing this much and playing AAU, and you know, or should he just focus on high school, you know? And I'm like, no, for sure, you're doing the right thing. They have to play AAU because there's so much competition out there that, like, I didn't play AAU growing up. A lot of my friends did, and I always wanted to, and a lot of them like. I know guys who played AAU, and they they went to schools around here, and they're like, "Yeah, I played against um, Russell Westbrook, or I played against Kawhi Leonard, or I played against um, you know Steph Curry." They played against all these NBA guys because of AAU. Yeah, and those guys aren't even some of them aren't even in their area, you know, aren't even from here. You know, a lot of them are like Kawhi's from here. You know, Russ is from LA. Yeah, yep. but they played against these guys as kids so they were able to go very far and, and know what it takes what i have to compete against yeah because what they do tournaments them all like arizona texas exactly. Florida, where like everyone the whole teams go so exactly. so if you were right there especially now like especially now back then you could kind of get away with it but now it's like if you don't play you you're behind like Wow. A lot, like, and you, it might be take you forever to get to where you're trying to get to, you know. Wow. Because these kids are advancing, like, just the same thing as the pro overseas kids. They play pro earlier than out here, mm -hmm. so they're experiencing the high level sooner than most kids, you know. Mm -hmm. So for sure, I say you gotta play AAU definitely, but AAU can become a one-on-one -on -one game or a highlight game, you know. And so we try to we try to coach it so that it's similar to high school where it's organized and they're running a little bit of a system. We don't want to yeah. teach them. 
Because, like, for IAU, we have all the best kids from Redlands High School. So, like, every, you know, that whole CBO, for mm-hmm. the most part, yeah. we have, like, basically the best kid from each school on that team, like, for our 17-year-old team. Ooh. And then even for our 16 and 15, all the freshmen, is like, some of the better kids from each school. Yeah. And um, so when we have that group like that, we don't want to teach them a whole bunch of stuff that they're not going to do at their high schools. You know, it might be high level, might be what they'll do if they go to college, yeah. but they're just going to unlearn it when they go back to the high school because they're not doing that stuff. Yeah. Yet. So we try uh, to teach them a little bit that they can play with, you know, and be successful with at the same time. But um, you still let them go, like kind of get in the rhythm and go one-on-one a little bit here and there, but it's got to be more organized. So basically I was telling them if the kid takes it, to get better for his high school, then he'll be successful. But if he goes to, like, I'm playing AAU. Okay, now I'm back to high school. Okay, and then I'm back to AAU, so now I'm going to play AAU ball again. Yeah. You know, then it might be a digression, and he might not get better. But if he's like, okay, this is what we do in our high school. This is what my AAU coach is asking of me. Let me put two and two together and try to make it work. And let's play, like, try to play the right way. So that when I go back to my high school, I'm more successful because I worked on the things that, I'm gonna be doing my high school. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like sharpening the way a little bit. Exactly. Like let me add, let me add a little bit to my game to translate it to what we're doing on our high school team. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So um, and like so, I told like my kids. I have three kids. They play AAU. They're on my team. They're freshmen, and I'm like, you have the luxury to have a high school coach who's also an AAU coach, but coaches in the same pro. I don't coach their team specifically, mm-hmm. but I coach in that same program. And a lot of times, I'm I'm running a lot of the practices. You know. So, like, I'm like, you guys, like, especially you should be trying to implement all the stuff that we work on because I'm pretty much teaching them the same stuff we kind of do already yeah. you know, without giving them too much because I'm going to have to play these guys in the season. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm like, I told a few of them we ran a play, and I was like, um, I said, all right, taught them, a, like, a, a technique how to get open. And I said, I said, you can use that against anybody except for us when we play you. Like, <laughs> don't, don't use that against yeah, us. Yeah, if I see you do it. Yeah. <laughs> Your next AAU practice, right. we're going to be running. <laughs> <laughs> so that's kind of the cool thing. I feel like if you use it like that, then you can be successful with it, you know. Like a lot of people use Mikey Williams as an example all the time. I think he's a good player. He just... He was like, I feel like a little overhyped too early on, you know. Mm. And that seems to happen to a lot of like young guys coming out, like they're just declared the next big thing. Yeah. Like uh, it was kind of like a running thing uh, when uh, the, the Spurs won the lottery, and they're like, oh yeah, uh, it's Vivignano or how do you say it? Webignano. Webignano. Yeah. They're like, oh, he's like the next LeBron, and it's like, oh. dude, how many times do we hear? Yeah. Oh, this is like the, this is the best thing since LeBron. This is the best thing since LeBron. So it's like. We keep putting expectations on on these players, and it's like especially kids, like, yeah, you know, their kids. But yeah. like you want LeBron, stop saying he's yeah. next LeBron. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think he's still going to like Memphis or something like that, like a D one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like um, a lot of his games, like if you watch, it's like a lot of one on one. It's like the same as AAU ball. It doesn't switch up in high school for him and his team, you know. Oh, and that yeah. was like the same thing with Zion too. Like it wasn't Zion just a dog in AAU. Yeah. And it's like I mean more so it's injuries for him. Like he's oh, he's yeah, still been good, sure. but I remember like everyone like I remember like didn't Zion like sell out uh like an AAU game, like the highest ever? Oh, yeah, he's yeah, he's yeah. that that man's a dog right there. I think I think for me, uh just with you in AAU, how how did you get into AAU? Uh, is, is is my first question, and then my second question for you is, um, how how does that feel teaching both? You know, you're teaching the AAU and high school. How much satisfaction do you get out of that? So, like I said, just a little two part question, real quick. Um, 
So I started coaching AAU probably like right after my um, I graduated, or probably at the same time as I finished uh, um, RCC. So right when our season was over, you know, you kind of have some downtime. We don't be in, we're not in the gym for probably like three weeks, and the coach is like, "All right, you guys come back. We do open gym," you know. So in that time, I was just like working out, not really doing much. And my dad and my brother they were coaching um, with a, a buddy of ours. I'm pretty sure you guys know um, Joe the barber. Okay. Yeah, yes, so yeah, was, yeah. Yes, sir. So, yeah, shout out, Joe. <laughs> Always keeping guys fresh and crispy. Love my boy. Um, so they were coaching, and they were trying to get me out there, and I was like, nah, like, I'm good. I just want to play. Like, I'm not trying to coach, you know. I'm, I'm thinking about what's next for me, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's just almost <laughs> every week, because they practice twice a week. Every week I would hear it again, like, come on, just come out here, help out, you know, teach them. And eventually my dad's like, you got to teach these kids what you know so that they could be successful because, like, you didn't really have that, you know? So basically, like, yeah. you got to give back. And I was like, it kind of hit me with that. And I was like, yeah, you're right. All right, so let me go out there. So I just went out there my first day. Um, like, all the kids just cling to me, even the coaching staff, you know, they're all very, like, welcoming. Um, and I really liked it after that. And then from there, um, like I said, I'll, every time I get in the gym, I'll kind of show off a little bit, start dunking, yeah. so then all the kids will be hyped. And then from there, that's how I got my first client. Is because one of the parents were like, "Do you do personal training?" Because they know I was playing at the college, and it was funny because my dad was like, "If they ask you, this is before we even got there. He's like, if they ask you if you do personal training, just say yes." <laughs> he's like, "He's like, I'm trying to help you." No, nah, hey, it's that like, was the game. So I was like, it's that was game I was looking like, ain't nobody gonna ask me that, you know? Like, come on now. And then we get out there, and there's a parent, and they ask me, and I was like, wow. And I was like, yeah, I do. And then I told him how much, and I started training that kid. And that kid was, he, he got really good. Um, it just sucks because, like, you get kids early on at AAU, and they get really good, and they're advancing, advancing, and they go to their high schools, and some of their coaches don't allow them to do the stuff that you know they can do. Oh, yeah. And so it's like, Damn. they digress after that. It's like, you can still, he can still do the stuff that he's good at and do what you want him to do at the same time. For is your team to win. Is that like an ego thing for a coach, you think? I feel like it is. I feel yeah. like it is. Because a, like, a lot of coaches don't like that their kids play AAU. Because I know when I was in high school, my coach didn't really agree with yeah. it. But now they understand mm-hmm. they kind of have to play AAU. Yeah. Um, like, you got good coaches that are like, go play AAU. I'll see y'all later. Yeah. You know, like, go do your thing. And then they come back. And then you got some that are involved a little bit. And then you got some that are just against it. And they're like, I just want to coach my team. So now they start doing extra like leagues and events so that they can coach them and get better. And I, I respect it because you want your kid to do like buy into what you're trying to do so that because that's what you feel like is going to help you guys win, you know. Yeah. Um. But then when you got good coaches that you know are helping these kids get better, and the reason that you're winning is because these kids are good because we kind of helped them yeah. get to where they got to, then you kind of gotta like let them keep going. Because I'm just thinking from better. like a. From like a coaching standpoint, like if I have a kid that's going and playing extra work, they want to go get better at the game, and they're going to gain this extra reps. That's what kind of way you would gain yeah. extra reps. Like I don't think I would hate that. Like I think maybe like from an ego standpoint, like if they're going and learning stuff that maybe I don't know, I could see like that being the problem. Like oh, like this, now they're learning all this stuff. I don't know what they're doing. Yeah. So yeah, let me let yeah. me the top all the do that so I don't look right. bad. Yeah. Yeah. pulled out a sky hook. Yeah. I didn't teach him that. Yeah. <laughs> so I was thinking like from a standpoint, like I was so nervous. Like, there's some coaches that like are coaches for like 10, 20, 15, like that. They'll never change. Yeah. And it's like you have a kid coming over here learning all this stuff from AAU 
And all of a sudden, they're like, well, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah I agree. That's, that definitely that's, could be something. That's that's wild to me, man. Because like I said, and, and, and I guess I guess because some of us see that bigger picture real quick before we move on. It, it's that standpoint of if I'm trying to get a dub, because as, as a coach, that's what I'm about is dubs. Right. Dubs make me look good. Yeah, that's right. what feeds me. <laughs> so if little Jimmy's going out there, going to you, getting that work done, and we come back, little Jimmy, little Marcos got better at AU, and now we're winning some games. And but but it, it, it's because you know, yeah, you know that they, they may come back. You know, they're more of a shooter. They'll still defend, but I still will, will want my guys that are just subject to my game or whatever. I just I just couldn't fathom that. That yeah. that that's just me. So 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 I pray that you are a part of the new age type of coaches. Yes, you're going to be going. You know, you can go up to college. You're going to be doing a lot of things. But I pray that these new age coaches understand this because that's what's going to elevate basketball more. And then I'm just going to get real deep in the community because we do. We're in the IE. That's what's going to get more of the community involved. At the oh, end of the sure. day, you feel me, BB? Because a lot of kids in this area, to your point, yes, they don't have a lot to look up to. But hey, I get to go to I get to go to high school, and then from there, which is something I, I want to develop, talking to Matt Casey and everything, is that within a within a few years, I want to develop, bring up my, our own team. It's going to be basketball, football, soccer, baseball. You know, yes, we have pride, we have Redlands and all that, but I want to I want to start up our own. Like yeah. I want yeah. our people because there there there's things that. We, we can do from a nutrition level, training, from basketball, like so many different ways that I know in this new age, we can do better than the old heads and everybody else. That, that's just me. I, yeah. I learn and I respect the old heads that, that we're growing up and mentoring, mm -hmm. but th this new age that's coming, it's on us. Yeah, so, no, for sure. I love yeah. that. From no, and then one thing that, like, I, I want to touch on, too, is uh, when you're, like, you're talking about coaching, like, you can, what's your opinion on this? Like, as... Someone's watched sports so long. Um, I think systems are great, but like you really have to adapt to what your personnel is. And so, like from a player standpoint, like there's a reason why, like there's dynasties. That's because you have a player that you built a system that works really well with. Like we can look at Belichick, we can look mm -hmm. at Popovich. Like he had Tim Duncan at centerpiece, and now that he doesn't have that, we've seen kind of what it looks like. It's not bad, but it's just, it's not there. Oh, it's lame, yeah. So I think like good coaches will find ways to accommodate and work with what they have and make it work with the, what's their experience and with their knowledge. Yeah. So I think that's really, really big. Um, letting players do what they do well, focusing on that, mm -hmm. and uh, not just being like, oh no, this is still more running. Yeah. Right, we're gonna do it this <laughs> way. Like, and you have to figure it out. It's like, no, we can we can still be constructive. We can still find ways like to sharpen and refine your game. But let's focus on what you're doing well and build around right. that. Exactly. No, I agree 100%. That's definitely what, what we focus on. I just told my team this because um, I got a I got a young team coming up this year. Like the years before, I had um, a little bit older team. Um, even last year, I had like six seniors. Only oh, okay, like yeah. three of them really played a lot and were you know helped us out, wanted to play their role. But um, mostly it was like I had a young point guard, two freshmen on varsity who, oh, damn, yeah. who were playing. Decent minutes, you know, getting experience. But this year, I got one senior, oh. maybe two, um, like one junior. The rest are gonna be all sophomore. Actually, I'll probably have like two or three juniors, but the rest will be all sophomores. Is all that more years. so because like you have your guys now? Like before, like you kind of came to this job, yeah. like really just like okay, like I gotta figure out how to get these guys together. Yeah. But now you know, now you know what kind of team you have, so now you know you have your guys. So okay. that's well, that's a part of it for sure. Um, but even the last like last year and then this year, because this, this will be this is my second year, so next year will be my third year. Okay, cool. Um, so even those years, like I tell them. 
we don't play the same way every year. We yeah. don't have the same type of players to play like that. Like we got a kid from Spain, he's six eight. I was like, we're gonna be super small. And <laughs> I coming back next year. Like yeah. we can't play the same way we played when he was here. We can't. I had a kid my first year, super athletic. This kid probably could have played. Like if I had him like as a freshman or a sophomore, he probably could have went D one or something like that. But this dude just athletically just is a freak of nature. Like jumping out the gym. Like he didn't have no dunks. He attempted a few, but like. That when I got there, the 80s, like, look, if you get this kid to play, he'll be your best player every year. He's ineligible every year. Ah. And as a freshman, he's been on varsity just ineligible every year. So he was a senior when I had him. And I'm like, okay. So I'm like, I'm going to make sure he's eligible. You know, that's my main goal is I want the kids to graduate first off before, you know, be good with the academics because you can't do anything if you don't got that. Yeah. Do the first. And you got to have a high, like a 3.0 or above if you want to go to, you know, a university. Yeah. To be a competitor and, and, and getting accepted in uh, one of those schools. So I'm just like, that's my main focus. So he ended up being eligible. He graduated. I know. Uh, he was on good. track when I first got him. But this guy is like, I ran a lot of stuff through him. And I had another kid that was pretty athletic too. And he, he's crafty. So I ran a lot of stuff through him as well. So those guys left. And now wow. this, this year we had a whole different team. It was a better put together team where they could all play together as a, like, as a unit. Um, but It's like, smaller though. So, uh, like, it's all small and, like, more smaller ball for you? No, we're actually a little bit – we're bigger. Oh, you're bigger. Yeah, we're bigger okay. this year. But the problem is we didn't have all our players all at once. Uh, like, one of our best players got hurt right before the season. He didn't come back to the league. Uh, uh, I had one kid. He could have easily been our best player. Didn't get cleared to the last five games. Oh, I had a kid man. who came in as well, another senior. He played, like, half of the season and then just fell off. Like, so we had a lot of a lot of ups and downs with that with the players just being in and out of it, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, so this year I'm like, look, we, we got we're gonna be very small. We gotta all box out all five guys have to box out every time. We gotta move the ball very fast and you know run the system and, and use your team because I got a point guard. He scored 450 points this year mm-hmm. as a freshman, and he's looking to probably do that again next year. And I'm like, I believe you can do it. But everybody they boxed and won him the last like four games. So I'm like, dude, you're not going to have the 6'8 guy here that can distract them because he could turn into 6'8 at any time and go off. They know that he ain't there no more. So you got to play with your team, and you'll still score, but get buckets, but it's just a different style we got to play. And yeah. at first they didn't understand, like, why is Coach switching it up? And I'm like, this is why, because we can't play the same way. We don't have the same team. It's getting a bottom that vision of, like, hey, like, trust me, I know it's going to help us work. You just got to gotta buy into exactly. the next QD. Yeah. Exactly. I, I I personally love that too because as a as one of your athletes standpoint, it's like you're teaching them also a life lesson. Exactly to be fluid. Right. Life life isn't gonna always be the same. The success you had last year ain't gonna be the sex the the, the, the success of this year. Mm-hmm. So you, you you gotta always be fluid. You gotta yeah. continuously move with it, and then you'll see your successes. And and like I say, if it's the points, man, man, you're gonna get the points. But guess what? You're gonna facilitate more and then do these other things. And right. for him, he's gonna grow that to where he's you're. It's a blessing that that, that you're here with him now. Because like I say, he's gonna be a sophomore, junior going into that senior yeah. year. He's gonna have that IQ level that's gonna be insane along with everybody else that. Mm-hmm. buys into this program so i really i really like that foundation bro yeah. you got you you got me excited to come to some games like <laughs> this, this calendar for us we're gonna be the ascended mobile we're gonna be football we're gonna be baseball but real quick brother i want to touch on this uh this last thing here in, in, in regards to the high school thing i know you'll probably have something too john but um 
What are some things that you learned maturing uh, from a player to the coach from a basketball perspective? Then, then, then from a personal perspective as well, you can entertain them all. Um, yeah, definitely. I would say, as a player, I didn't understand, you know, the the pressures or the the work that the coach has to put in, you know, for his team to be successful. I was more like just only solely thinking about my own individual, you know, success, you know, and always team first. But it's like as a player, you like you want to play, you want to do this, you want to do that. You want to get yours. Yeah, exactly. You know, and I understand that from players and and like my senior year, we played well as a team. Like I, I know you guys know uh, L.J. Harris. Yeah, Oof, he was the best player. That man would come. He had uh, offers to USC, Pepperdine, you know, and he really helped me with my game. So like there was no room for me to be an individual. I had to play with the team because he was our best guy. Yeah, and we were looking to him to get off every game, you know. But in 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 between that, he was not selfish. He would share the rock. And he wanted everybody else. Yeah, that was one thing. Like, me and him were actually pretty cool because we had a couple classes together. Yeah. And, like, you would think, like, how good he Because everyone knew he was good. No. Everybody everyone knew he was good, but yeah. he was really humble about his game. Yeah. And, like, I would see him go to the LA Fitness and work mm-hmm. on his game, too. So, like, that dude, like, he was a solid dude. Yeah, yeah. no, for sure. So, I mean, um, just that and then being, like, so being coachable all the time, you know, because sometimes you don't agree with what the coach is going to do. He may be right. He may, he might, he may be wrong, you know. And um, sometimes the coaches are wrong, but you felt that way. You know, we know that. I know I ain't perfect. I know I could be wrong sometimes, but that's one thing that I try to do with my team is I always admit it. Like, not like like certain situations. If I say something, I'll be like, "My bad, my correction." You know, let me fix this so you guys understand. It's like this, and we're doing it like this now, or doing that. You know, mm-hmm. some coaches are too prideful. They're like, "I ain't telling a kid anything about that." You know, yeah. And so like. I feel like it just helps the kids better understand that that if I could be mad about minds and tell you that when I messed up, then you should be able to do the same thing. You know, I'm just trying to teach a good character, being being a, a strong man and owning up to what you know men have to do. So I feel like if if I teach them that, then that'll help them be better successful as well. But um, yeah, this, the biggest thing is like just being coach, being coachable all the time. You know, just being positive with situations, you know, sometimes things don't go your way, but you got to be positive as a player, you know, you got to be, and even as coaches, but as a player, you got to be positive and understand, let me just put my head down and work and keep, keep grinding. Eventually I'll find the success, you know? Um, but I talk to my coaches all the time and I'm like, now nah, I get it. Like, cause you want kids to play certain roles, but kids want to do certain things and they might not work on those things, mm-hmm. um, but they want to do it. Or they've probably seen themselves do it a couple times, so they want to do it all the time. And I never tell a kid not to shoot the ball, but I'm like, hey, are you are you on the shooting machine? Because we have a shooting machine. Like oh, A lot yeah. of schools don't have a shooting machine. We have a Vertimax. We have two Vertimaxes. Oh, a lot man. of people don't have oh, that either. Oh, man, look at so you. So we, we got a lot, of stuff, like a lot of tools for success, and the kids don't always take advantage of it. But I'm like, look, if you want to shoot like 15 shots a game, that's cool. Go on the shooting machine at lunch, before school, after practice, and get up two, 200 shots. Not even a lot of shots, 200. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Steph Curry shoots 1,000 shots a day. Or makes 1,000 shots. Not shoot. Makes them. So mm. it's like, go in there and put in the work, and you can shoot those shots. Because I see you putting in the work. You're yeah. working on it. It's gonna, you're going to hit it. Exactly. But don't come out here trying to try new stuff. Like, play your role. Do what you can do to help the team win. So that's one thing. Is like, a lot of kids don't want to play their role. And that can also kill a team's success. Like, 
if everyone's not doing like the same thing with the coaches, all the coaches aren't doing what they're supposed to be doing with their job, teaching development, offense, defense, then at some point yeah. the ship is going to sink. You know what I mean? That mm-hmm. was uh, the thing for football and defense for us was our coach is really big. He's like, I don't care. I thought you guys go all in the wrong direction. Yeah. Then you guys all try to do your own little thing and, be, and running in and running in each other. He's like, I thought you guys all doing the same thing and be wrong. <laughs> then all trying to figure it out right. and go, me going in different Scratch. directions. Yeah. That's, so I get that because uh, you're a unit at the same time. Yeah. You're a unit. You want everyone to be on the same page. No, I'm on the same page. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a cracker. There's going to be a weakness somewhere. And that's <laughs> what the, that's what the good officer are going to exploit. No, for sure. And that's one thing too. Like sometimes as a player, you're going to have to sacrifice your own individual, you know, highlight or ego or success um, at the moment for the team. You know what I mean? Um, and sometimes players don't want to do that. Like, I went to watch <laughs> RCC play. That's my alumni. You know, I graduated from there, played for that coach, really good coach. At the time, I had to play. I'm a guard. I had to play the four and the five. That's a big oh, man. Yeah. Some guard guys are like six, yeah. six, six, seven, six, five. And like, you already know what's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm 6'2". Like, I'm, yeah. I'm strong. I can jump. Yeah. But I'm like, I'm playing out of position. You're you know, just so. like, dog. I got it. Like I knew what he was trying to do, because like a player before that, that was my boy. He played the same position. He was taller than me, but he still got out to D two. He went to Stanislaus. So I'm like, he's gonna get me out. I just gotta do what he's asking me to do. So that's not an issue, you know. It's just it was hard for me at that time because I'm like, it's it's sometimes you just can't compete with a certain level. Even if you do it. I'm going to compete my hardest, but it's like, he's just way bigger. You can't do anything with four, six, six, six. Yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> and then, so, um, I talked to him like, coach, I get it. Because sometimes I would be scoring. Yeah. And he's like, I don't need you to score. I, I have, there's games where I had double doubles. Like, that's, you know, 10, yeah. 10, 10, yeah. and or 10 and 15. And yeah. I'm like, I'm trying to do this every game. And I'm at, I'm, so I'm succeeding at the position now, but it's like, he's like, he's trying to keep me on track because he's like, I don't want you to go this way. We need you here. So that we can go here, and I didn't understand that at the time. But as a coach, now now I get it. Okay. Like, so some of the players that don't want to do certain things, I'm like, look, I know that you can do that, and I do want you to do that, but you're not consistent at it. So sometimes I need you to just run the system how I'm telling you to run it, so that we can get a better look, you know, or do yeah. do this, or be more successful and consistent at this. Mm-hmm. So that's the main thing, just being coachable and playing your role for your team, because that could that could lead to success or failure for sure. You know, yeah. that's that's really interesting. I like that. Like, I, I have a thought too, and I'm just thinking like bigger picture stuff. Like, yeah. no one remembers what you did in, if you got a double double in the regular season. Right. But like, if you go on to win championship, you make it to state, you make exactly. it to CIF. Like, you're gonna remember that for the rest. People are gonna remember that for the rest of your lives. Exactly. So it's just like I get you want the individual stuff like that, but I promise you, like, there is something at the bigger end. Yeah. Right now, like I can guarantee you, like ask LeBron, like, do you think he wants to be remembered for posting forty points in that not last game, mm-hmm. or do you think he wants to be in the finals right now? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Hey, I told man. one of my players that, and uh, he took it a little personal at first. He's like, "You said individual accolades don't matter," and I was like, "Look, I didn't say it don't matter. It's an accomplishment. You know, that's something that you should be proud of." But it's not more important than the team's success. Like, you got to put your individual awards away to help the team because we didn't win. Like, we, that's the thing. Like, we had a winning season this year. We turned around my first year, we were 7 and 20. This year, we were 15 and 14. Hey. With, with a playoff yeah. loss, you know. Hey. So that goes on the yeah, record. But we made playoffs. Yeah, you made the playoffs. So, there you go. Purdue, stand up. So baby. We're, we're a winning program right now, you know. But we want to be a dominating program. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? So, in order to do that, we got to win 20 games, you know, and, and go deep in the playoffs. And and the individual awards got us here, 
But imagine what the team awards could have got us. Mm. Just putting all that into the team now. So that was one thing I was trying to get him to understand. So hopefully he watches this podcast and he could. Hopefully, he could, man. Hopefully. No, like, if you look at any level of success, like, it's always the tail end. Like, all the regular season stuff, like, the individual stuff is great. That adds to it. But I can guarantee and ask you, anyone that plays in the NBA or any plays high-level sport, you want to win a championship. Yeah. You don't win a championship by yourself. Exactly. You exactly. don't win a championship by yourself. You can ask yeah. ultimate individual player like Kobe. Yeah. You can go back and ask him when he's younger and he's all individual. And then once he hit that 2009, 2008, he's like, I need, I need a team. Yeah. I need my team to play their roles. Yeah. And I can guarantee you he's happier that about getting those last two titles oh, yeah. than the MVP that he got. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, so. Sure. Oh, yeah, man. I... <laughs> It's, no, it's crazy. I, I, I get you 100%. Like, it's, it's hard because you want to focus on yourself so much sometimes. And then it's like, no, like, we have to, we have to work together as a team. So. Yeah, no, for sure. I, I love that, man. I was, I was just thinking about the, the, your interaction with the young man, you know, because, it, because, it, because I feel like that's so common for you. And I, I, I have another thing. You did coach in college. Now you're in high school. Have you found yourself being a big brother being like, you know, that that other side to coaching that maybe some coaches don't do, which is that sentimental side because they are younger, you feel yeah. me? Maybe they're coming well, from trouble. You're also a dad too, so you're probably <laughs> part of it. The part yeah. of it where you're like, okay, like <laughs> I'm gonna have kids and that are gonna probably have coaches and like that. So it's like how do I how do I go about this how I'd want them to be treated? Like how yeah. I want them to be treated. Yeah, so talk about no, that for sure. That. I think I definitely look at them all as mentor. I mean as me being their mentor. Um I do have some players that is like I am like a, a maybe a father figure for or a male figure, you know, or a big brother to some of them. Um, and I try not to like take on that title, you know. Yeah, I have kids of my own, you know, and so. But I also I try to be the best mentor I can for them because I do know that they they need somebody like that that cares yeah. outside of basketball. You know what I mean? Like. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I've helped kids with, you know, personal issues just because they, they didn't have nobody to help them, you know, like yeah. whether it's feeding them, you know, or, and I don't want to talk about all the things I've done for people because that's not the type of person I am. But no, I, of I course, know, of course not. Like, like sometimes you got to you got to get outside of basketball and and, and help kids because without that, they, they can't even make that's it to the court. That's human side of it. Like, yeah. It's just like if you, if you see someone who's going through a hard time, invest in my friend or just random stranger. Just taking the time and being like, hey, like, what can we do to help you? Yeah, no, yeah. for sure. Because there was a time where there's like a kid, he needed a lot of help and he couldn't even, like, basketball wasn't even in the picture. Like, we had a game and I'm like, dude, like, you ain't coming to the game. Like, you mm-hmm. got other things you got to work on, you yeah. know. And if we don't help you with this, then you ain't even going to be able to play. Yeah. You know, so it's like, it's bigger than basketball for sure. And some of those kids play multiple sports, you know. Some of those kids have it hard, man. I, I've heard some stories that they've told me or, you know, just me coaching them throughout the year, different uh, events that have happened to them, you know, it's like, like it's, it's tough for some of them, you know, they, they don't, some of them don't got nobody, some of them got people in and out, some some of them is like on their own raising themselves, mm-hmm. um, so it is hard for some of them, but I feel like me being the person to kind of like be positive and motivate them and I let them know that you got somebody here that if you need help, be a grounding force. Exactly. In sense. Yeah. That they're more like motivated to come every day, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's something that's like I like coaching at Purdue because of that. You know, it is a lot on me. It, it, like I don't obviously get paid to be a um, a, a therapist, you know. But yeah, you're, not, you're not a social worker. Yeah, but, but you know sometimes what? you got to get their mind right so that they can even want to come in the gym. 
you know so uh, yeah i like i like it for sure it, it takes good, a lot man. on me for sure but that's, that's really it's well good. worth it it's well worth it <clears throat> you mean like i shot such on about it but just in that, in that community in general like you need to have people like that that bring that presence to work yeah. to work like i and i think you hit something really really spot on it's like let's not worry about basketball right now let's focus on getting like your life and figure it out and then we can focus on that because right. most coaches most people don't do like that it's just like they look at it as like you got to go play basketball and that's it and yep. then you'll get out and that, but no there's, there's a lot more in that in that in between and so for you as a coach to kind of understand that and gotten through that be like, okay now we can we can play basketball like that's that's a really good thing yeah mm-hmm. that's where like you, i think you see like a lot of people kind of fall off of there they get lost it's like this is hard like it's not easy yeah. going through the high school aau college like circuits like there's a lot that goes in between yeah, and sure. if you're just focused on the game the whole entire time you don't want anything else right yep. it can be a burnout really quick that no, human definitely. definitely I, I love that, man. So what's it called? We're going to go ahead and dive in. We've been killing it on your career, <laughs> man. And just your bad no, that's a good, that, that them, a good conversation. Man, this, because yeah. like I said, that, that's, that's what this podcast is about, that, that we tell people we're so blessed. We went to school with, we grew up with so many amazing, not just talent, your career level, but just amazing people themselves. Like I said, you're going into an amazing father, you're going into an amazing coach and a career path that you will touch many lives. And like I said, Matt Casey, that his episode is dropping this Thursday, um, coach for life. That's the biggest thing. You, you you even touched on it, but before when we actually hopped on, you were like, hey, some of your coaches that you used to coach with, you know, you still see you talking around, you still call them coach, they're not even a coach no more. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. that's... and. That's what you're going to breathe. And, and, and I feel like God put you in this high school avenue in this life so that you can touch these young men. Who knows? One of these men is going to be a doctor and you've helped change his, not just his life. He may be the first one to go to college, do anything else. Coaches, just like teachers, are the gateway for generational wealth for students. That, 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 that's why I, I, I like to tell people, you're the, you, you guys are the gateway. Mm-hmm. A trainer is too. People that motivate to guide people to a certain path of becoming their better selves. Mm-hmm. I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, so going into it, man, you know, you know the NBA's been popping, man. You know the <laughs> NBA's been popping. Yeah. I, I want to get to the uh, I want to get to the game aspect. You know, I want you to let's talk about these NBA playoffs, man. What's your reaction leading up to the finals, man? Do you have a team in the playoffs? Anything of that sorts, man? To come come talk to us. Look, I'm a, I'm a Bulls fan. We didn't make it, so I'm like, <laughs> So I just, was it yesterday, the day before, we saw the news about Lonzo, a lot of them thinking like, that know. he's going to ever play again? I don't know. That's I hope tough. he does, but yeah. I, I love Lonzo. I, I, really, I really love, like, when we drafted him, I was so high on him, and like, even after he left, I was like, I hope he has a good career, because that no, dude, sure. he's a hooper for sure. And even, like, seeing Jimmy play every game, I'm like... He was on. He was like that was, that's the start of it when he was on the Bulls. Yeah. He was killing it. We would have kept. Oh, him. dude, those Bulls teams, but, man. Those, I, that's like the one team in the NBA. Like we can do a lot of what ifs, but like that, like 2009, the 2010 Bulls yeah. team was just like that was their year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, but um, Talk yeah. About it. I don't. I mean, I'm I'm keeping up with it. I watched the game yesterday, um, and the game before that. And, like, because I don't have a lot of time, so, like, if I don't get to watch the game, I'll go on YouTube and watch the full game highlights. So, it kind of oh, breaks yeah. down, like, yeah. play by play, kind of. Um, but, yeah, I try to – a lot of times when I'm watching, I'm just studying. Like, mm. I watch because it's entertainment, but I'm, like, seeing what are they doing, you know? What are they doing at that level? What kind of motion? What kind of offense? What kind of defense? You know, the rotations, 
different stuff like that. Like a lot of times I'm watching the bench and I'm watching the, the coaches and see what their reactions are, what yeah. they're maybe doing, you know. Hmm. Um, that's how I feel like I become a better coach. And I do that with college too. Probably more college than NBA, but, you know, NBA is the highest level and it's fun to watch. So um, that's kind of how I watch basketball. You know, if they win, if it's my team, then I'm doing the same thing and I'm excited that they won. But yeah. I'm not really like, I don't care who wins right now. I'm just more watching just because it's, it's a good basketball. And You're just a basketball junkie. You're just yeah. like kind of taking on the information. Yeah, yeah pretty the, much. So. so let me ask you this from um, a Lakers perspective. I'm uh, looking at like, what Darwin Ham does. Like, what are some of the things that you see that he's done well? Like, because let's be honest, like, from the beginning of the season, Lakers weren't good. Yeah. So, like, late in the season, they were playing some of the best ball in the NBA. Well, I mean, I'm not an expert on the Lakers because I don't really watch them like that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's all one good. thing I noticed is that with since LeBron's been there, like, a lot of coaches are scared to coach LeBron, you know, or maybe LeBron is telling them they don't know what they're talking about. I don't know because yeah. we're not in that conversation. But from my perspective, like, even the players are intimidated. They don't want to make mistakes because LeBron or – different things like yeah. that. Um, but I think probably the coach from what I've seen, he kind of took, uh, did a better job of taking his ship, you know, and, and coaching the team and okay. not letting LeBron kind of make all the decisions. And I think that was a big thing too. Like they wanted a coach that would do that. Because yeah. I think LeBron even said, right, like he wanted, he wanted a coach yeah. that could match the intelligence. Exactly. So I think that was a big... Uh, probably cool. the style of play, the way they play. I know you guys mentioned something about um, coaches getting fired. Oh, yeah, 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 like I said, that, 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 that was going to tie into it. So, yeah, I, I can ask that, too. Um, like I said, so, so, so just in regards to, like, the NBA coaches, just the atmosphere, you know how the coaches, the NBA coaches, they're on a short lease. You know, if there's not success one or two years, they're out. Well, let's not. see. We had Monty Williams, great coach. Uh, Budenhanger just won a championship two years ago. Uh, Doc Rivers. Yes, the king of choking himself. We just heard that. <laughs> we, we have you know, I really lost on about this. Yeah. Jeez. Uh, um, too. I, I know there, there, there's a few. There's others like a big nurse. Also, he's got hired by the by the uh, by Philly. Yeah. Yeah. But like, it just seems like Embolo got hired last year after winning a championship with us. So just like from a coaching standpoint, like, is it like really just like either you got to win or like your your system's not working for the players? Like, what is it that gives us just a short leash and the success? Yeah, I think my opinion from what what I think it is is um, who do you come to watch when you come to the games? Are you coming to watch the coaches or the players? The players, yeah. So the players have a lot of the say because at that level, they don't really need to be coached. They just need to be organized and have some discipline, you know, and someone to tell them to stay in your lane and do play your play your role. You know, at that level, a lot of them they already know the players. Yeah. They know everything what they got to do to you know. Um, be successful on the court. So a lot of times the players end up being the coaches, and the coaches just there to make sure it's not facilitate. Yeah, yeah. exactly, and not getting out of out of hand and stuff like that. So I feel like that's why the coaches are more disposable than the players are, okay. you know, because they have more value because they come to watch James Harden play. Yeah. They rather lose Doc Rivers than James Harden. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, so it's more of like a reaction response than necessarily like it having to do with the job because like it's like you get knocked down the first round, we have to blame somebody. We're not gonna blame yeah. the player. And that's what yeah. sucks, too, because, like, a lot of times it's, like, if a superstar, you know, big-time player is getting paid millions, you know. Yeah, you got a super max. You're not, you're not, you're not, you're not, you're not getting moved. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And then it's, like, as soon as one of them complains about the coach, like, they got to get rid of the coach. Yeah. And it sucks for the coach because it's, like, he might be doing everything he can, but this player just don't see eye-to-eye with him. So now the players have the power and not the coaches, you know what okay. I mean? But, I mean... At the same time, at that level, it's like those dudes are so 
like high level. It's like is some for the some of them coaches are probably like, how do you coach that? You know? Yeah. Because some of them are probably scared to kind of get in a dude because of that reason, right? Yeah. There. But I mean, you just gotta do it. That's your job. You gotta bang on these dudes and be like, come on, man, y'all are grown men. Like, mm-hmm. do what you're supposed to do. Yeah. You know, run, run when I'm telling you to run, or you know, or like we said, it might not be a, a, adapting to their players, trying to do what they want to do. Yeah. Rather than what works for the players, like you know, James Harden is really good at this. Then he's our main scorer, and you know, Joel and B. Then let's do this because this is what you're good at. You know, so it could be that too. Yeah. We don't know because we're not in those conversations, but. That's just from the outside looking in what I've seen or, you know, kind of heard a little bit of. Yeah, that's, and that's good insight, too, because I, you're right about the it's a player. It's a player's league. Yeah. It's not a coach's league. It's a player's league. Yeah. Mm. So uh, that makes a lot more sense of why you're seeing, like, it way more so the relationships with the players and coaches and that is what they're doing inside the the practices, where they're doing for the game plans and stuff right. like that. Right, right. Yeah. I like, no, I like that because that, that actually opened up a lot of ideas of, like, you're successful, but then it can just change just like that. Yeah. So no, for sure. So real quick, man. I know you haven't watched a lot of a lot of basketball, but you do know the Nuggets playing style on this yeah. team, and you do know what the Heat and everything about. From your perspective, who's coming out on top in the finals, man? I'm gonna say, like they always say, it's the healthier team. Denver Nuggets been at home, or not even at home. They've been in the gym. Getting it in, I'm sure, but they've been chilling. Hey, yeah, they're gonna be cold. I, I will say, like, even when they played, like, they had a lot of time off. Yeah, yeah even before they played us, that's what I'm saying. They had a week off, and then when they played uh, the Suns, they had like from like Monday all the way to Friday <laughs> off. <Yeah. laughs> what are we? So, they get the most time to recover. Yeah, so like the, the, the Heat just won, and they're sitting there watching three, four games, you know. Yeah, now they're gonna come in and go play. And, and Jimmy's already rolled his ankle, he's beat up, he needs yeah. time to rest. The Denver, Denver's going to take Play the game sure. seven in Boston and then playing straight to Denver. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, my God. <laughs> but then player-wise, like I was saying earlier, is the, the Nuggets have stars who are role players. Mm. Like Aaron Gordon was a star on the Magic. He's a role player now yeah. on the Nuggets. Like, um, same thing with um, Kevin Porter Jr., right? That's uh, yeah. Michael Porter Jr. Michael, yeah. Porter, yeah, Michael yeah, yeah. Porter Jr. Like, same thing with him. He came in as a lottery pick. Like, he was supposed to be the main guy on that team. Got hurt. Now he's a role player, yeah. but he played his role well. Like um, the Heat, they have a lot of undrafted players. You know, yeah. Not the talent yeah, is yeah. like lower, but they all play their role very well. Um, and I feel like they've just been there before. They never been to this. This like this is the farthest Nuggets have been, but they're all like vets for the most part. You know, they played, you know, big games. Yeah, Tri- trial and true. And then of course that those Denver Nuggets team. I mean, the last one. I mean, I know some of those players that were still in the bubble, but when they got bounced and everything else, like that, it's like that grit, that trial and tribulation. The fact that, like I've told people, this man Jokic, he wins this chip, all the MVPs, everything yeah. gets solidified. Yeah. He's all he's already one of the best big big men ever oh, yeah. to 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 a, to to a lot of experts and everything else. And mind you, I ain't no expert. I just you know watch everybody. <laughs> but but they're saying he wins this ring, man. He's going to, even though Larry, you know, he's the standard, he's everything else like that, what Jokic is doing and the domination and how these triple doubles is coming and everything else, they're like, hey, man, he's he going to have to talk with Larry. So I, I just had an interesting thought about it, and I think there's a lot riding on Jokic because if you don't win this ring, I think you're Steve Nash. If you if you don't win this ring, because <laughs> no Steve Nash was a freaking ball. Yeah. Oh yes, right? but true. never got the ring. He never closed out that deal. So no, it's like true. if it's you true. if if you really there's a lot on the line here for Jokic. If he doesn't no, get this ring, sure. it's like okay, 
And, and they do. There's a better team, though. They are. They are the better team, yeah. So then, so but then Miami's been, been gritty. They have. They've been yeah, gritty. Well, they're the first team to for they lost the playing game. It's gonna be a battle. The first, they won the last playing game. Yeah, it's gonna be a battle for sure. My my thing is though, um, what does it say about Jimmy Butler? Because we we all love Jimmy. I just want Jimmy to get a ring, man. That's that's Michael Jordan's son. We all know it. We all understand that. Um, but what does that say? Side by side, But what does that say to him? I mean, I mean, are we gonna throw Jimmy up there? It's, it's just being, you know, hey, he doesn't win a ring, but he's still a good player. Because I feel like J- Jimmy is a superstar. We can all agree to that, correct? So then, yeah, yeah, I've always loved Jimmy. I've, I wanted him to on the Lakers long, long time ago. <laughs> long time ago. Yeah. So where would where would this put Jimmy Butler? Because the would this run put him on that Kawhi level, Ka- Ka- Kawhi Leonard level, to where you know he, 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 even though he didn't come in make it the one and done, but that, 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 the Bam out of Biles hit and miss. You don't have Tyler yeah. Hero and uh, yeah, and that's what, the main thing. And what, what, yeah, it's tough. It's a tough argument because the the superstar landscape is constantly always changing. I mean, all time, I think this is a lot for him if he gets that ring because, like, you look the way he did it. Like, he chose to go to Miami, but he didn't have anything. Like, he kind of chose to go to Miami. Yeah. They were they had, they had some guys in place, but, like, it wasn't, like, a, a hot fading destination. Yeah. He goes to the, that first championship, loses, and then if they come back and win this one, I mean... Yeah, no, I think they can yeah. do it. It's any, any man's game, honestly. Whoever yeah. plays the hardest and executes the best. So, mm. yeah. He's, yeah. Uh, <laughs> they would do a lot for legacies. I think this is like a big legacy. Like, if Jokic does this, and I think that firm was actually like, hey, like, you're like a Dirk. Because once yeah. Dirk won that title, Dirk was just like, he's one of the best big men ever. No, yep. for sure. Yeah. Yep. And this going to put, are we putting Yoke top three? I mean, and, to top, and, top five or centers? Centers. centers. We're, we're, we're doing See, centers. that's always a hard that, that's part. Yeah. That's always a hard part because there have been so many good centers. <laughs> that, that's, that's why I love this, baby. You yeah, know, I like that. Definitely of his time, though. Yeah. Sure. I think of his era. Because yeah. who, who else comes close in this era? Like, top like 10 years. Shoot. Because we, we have to think about centers. Um, and Bede's been, like, the closest thing. And Bede. that. Embiid, yeah. But yeah, but yeah, yeah, but he he would of course trump Embiid because he got the the back to backs. Plus, he'll get a ring. Giannis, so. you got Giannis too. Yeah, Giannis. Yeah. Now, Giannis, Giannis is more, more yeah, true center, yeah, more yeah. power forward. What he's say? a power forward, yeah. Yeah, he's a power forward, but yeah, he's a, he's the biggest guy too. Yeah, that, 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 that that's why I definitely would love. Um, all right, let's go in and go into our game section. Like I said, this game section, we're just going to be asking the questions. Um, favorite, like I said, favorite everything. So, going into this, my friend, who was your favorite NBA player growing up? For sure, um, Derrick Rose. Oh, man. <laughs> Derrick Rose. I think it was almost everybody's. But he was just like, I already like the Bulls, you know. Like, I would watch Michael Jordan's, like, full game highlights, like, on YouTube and stuff. So, I always like Michael Jordan. Uh, I try to resemble his game, but like D Rose was just like I don't know why he was just different. He was now D Rose <laughs> was fun to watch. Prime D Rose. D Rose was yeah, fun to watch. Yeah. Even now when he's out there playing, it's like he's obviously not the same. He's a lot smarter, plays a different game, but it's still fun to see him yeah. out there. Yeah, the Knicks are doing them injustice anyway. I don't know who they over there, but uh, the, the Knicks are doing them in injustice anyways, uh, just because they don't play him as much. Mm-hmm. So that's my biggest thing on him. Next one is gonna be your favorite NBA player right now. Right now, honestly, I don't really, I don't have one like that. Like I said, I just watched it to study. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't really like. I like players. Like I like, like I like seeing them, some of those guys play, but. 
I don't really have one player that that I'm like I gotta watch him play. Hmm. Yeah, is there like one player that like maybe you see like you're like to your guys like hey like the way this guy plays the game like this is what you should do. Hmm. You know, I definitely like um, there are different players like that. I'll compare like to my players. I'll tell you like hey you should watch this guy play because he's similar in height or okay, ability yeah. as, as you. You know, ah, so resemble okay. your game around maybe this guy. You know, um, but I mean like you know Steph Curry is just like. Steph Curry, like, yeah, come down pulling. It's always fun to watch Steph Curry play. The greatest shooter alive. Period. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Period. Well, when you're making a thousand shots a day, I can see that definitely happening. No, for sure. Um, yeah, and then, like it's, I don't know. Like, I don't really have a favorite, but you know, the superstars is always good watching them play. Like um, Kevin Durant, those guys. Hmm. Like even LeBron. Like I like watching LeBron play, but at the same time. His game kind of frustrates me sometimes because I'm like, he don't really got a mid-range jump shot. Mm. Like that's one thing I feel like he should be able to have is just to come down one dribble pull up into it. And I know he hits him sometimes, but if he made it consistent, like and that was one mm-hmm. thing he got to all the time, mm-hmm. I think it open up his game a lot. That was one thing we were talking about uh, with the Lakers and Nuggets series. I was like, honestly, if the Lakers didn't play that bad of a series. It was just the Nuggets were shooting hot, and our issue was between D'Lo and LeBron. A lot of missed shots, yeah. and when you don't, when when you get when you fall down, or you let a lead slip like that, yeah. and when a team's hot and playing that good of ball, it's hard to come back. So oh, for sure, that was thing is like when we were in the paint, LeBron and AD, like we 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 would have our lead, we would be winning, and then it was like when he would get back and try to play that perimeter role, yeah, that streets, exactly. like AD especially too. It's like, dude, you got to bang inside all game, yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then yeah. pop out here and there, but yeah. stop trying to pop out so much, like yeah, did you? Trying to be that finesse play. Finesse yeah. play ain't always the way, baby. It ain't always the way. Shay, but hey, I got you. I like that one. Next one, we're going to go, what's your favorite basketball shoe? Honestly, it was Kobe's. Kobe's? They're so expensive now, like, to yeah. get them. That was, like, growing up, that was a shoe I wore the most. And I've tried other shoes, but I always go back to Kobe's. They're just the most comfortable. And they're, mm. like, like, you know... They just feel the best. I heard they're sustainable too. Like they, mm, they yeah. don't wear out like bad. Like that you could wear, you could play a whole season in them. No, for sure. Yeah. Like eventually you'll get a rip on the side probably, but like they were so much cheaper back then. Like yeah. I remember right before he actually passed, um, I was like, I gotta, cause I I was playing like Paul George's and like all these other shoes, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I gotta get me some Kobe's, like, and I was gonna go get some probably that same weekend or whenever or that week that happened. And then that happened, and they stopped. They took them out all the stores. Yeah, really. Yeah, and then well, they started people were selling buying them, them. Started selling them. Yeah, like, selling them crazy. so you couldn't even get them in the stores. Yeah, I looked out. Actually, I bought a pair of the, the instincts. Uh-huh. Um, they were ones I wanted for a while. Yeah. They were the white with like, the blue bottoms on them, okay, yeah. and they had the gold like little trim on it. Yeah. And I remember like I wanted to get them back in like October, November, but they were like almost like two eighty, two ninety. Yeah. And then I think like in like the first or second week of January. They get down to 160, so oh. I was like, all right, cool, I'm gonna get them. Yeah. So I bought them on GOAT, and it was gonna be like three weeks for them to come in. And so, like, I think that, not the weekend after, but the, the following weekend, that's when he died. And I was mm. like, that's crazy. Yeah. So I was just like, it's wild. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, that's that definitely hands down the best shoe to me. <laughs> it has to yeah, be. No, it's been a I love that. Hey, but uh, those John Morants, he just drops them and they kind of look similar to Kobe's. Do they? A little bit, yeah. 
So I've been wanting to try them. I got a pair of Kyrie's last year, and I actually like them a lot, too. They're comfortable. They're really comfortable. We had a little special guest. Our boy Matt's back in the building here. We're wrapping up the ending of the game here. Um, So get this in real quick, brother. Um, So your most most hated, disliked, overrated, you know, all the above right here. You have players? Yeah, players right now. Uh... I don't know. I don't hate too many players. There we go. Um, I don't even like to hate. That's the thing. So yes. I don't got nobody that I dislike. So uh, let's go back to being a Bulls fan. Is there anyone that you just hate to play? Like anyone you were like, damn, we got to play them? There we go. <laughs> nah, I was just like, I'm, I'm a very optimistic person. Like, so I feel like I'm just like hoping that we like, you know, always the best. Like we're going to win or, yeah. you know, I try to stay optimistic about everything. But one thing like about players are certain things that like, like AD, I wish he would do this more, you know. Or yeah. LeBron, I wish he would do this more. So there's players like that that okay. I see, and I'm like, if he just did this more, I feel like it would help his game. You okay. Know? So yours is more like, like, uh, like uh, what's the word? Uh, constructive criticism. Yeah, yeah there it yeah, is. Yeah. Like critique, yeah, yeah, critique a little bit. But yeah, I don't got one player that I'm just like, damn, I hate this dude. <laughs> All right, well, then let's. What was probably like the hardest game for you to watch as a fan? Mm. Um, I don't know, because like I said, I don't have a lot of time. So like, if I watch it, it's on the highlights, okay, and I'm yeah, just kind of like watching the study because it's in the same season as us. Yeah. So. I'm like, uh, um, so you're not going like watching a lot of games, like growing like, like, up for game? not for entertainment at least. Like I'm watching the study to see like get new plays or get like yeah. new concepts or to show my kids like, hey, this is what we do. Mm. This is what they're doing at this level. Like look at this, and I'll send them the video in the group chat, like different things like that. But um, like for entertainment wise, like I don't really watch it like that anymore. Like college, I will because okay. I feel like it's a little bit more exciting. But NBA is like. Like, you'll see the highlight. Like, you already know they can do all these different things. Like, yeah. you see the highlights, and, like, you've seen that before. But really, I'm just trying to see how they're playing to all see right. what I can mm-hmm. take from it. I thought like this last question was perfect for that one. Yes, yes, indeedy. So, who is your best up-and-coming slash underrated player right now? Um, let's see. Like, from already in the NBA or, like, let's, college going into Let's just... I want to do uh, college the NBA. Let's just do both because your your spectrum's so broad. I don't want to just limit to the NBA no okay. more. So yeah, so yeah, let's um, definitely do that. I don't really like. I don't remember all their names like that. But there's this one kid coming out of um, Baylor. Um, yeah, light skin dude has dra- uh, braids. Mm-hmm. Forget his name, but this dude is like he's got all around game. Like I can see him like really doing well in the NBA if he gets drafted. I think he will though to a team. Nice. Um, but also like Bronny, like I want to see Bronny go to the league. Fun. He has like a yeah. complete game as well. He's smaller than his dad, but he's more of a true point guard. Really? So, oh yeah. yeah. No, nah, he he's big on ball movement. Yeah. Big big on ball. I'm a lot of people are saying like look out for Bryce. Yeah. Bryce know, is the one sure. that's gonna be freaking crazy. Yeah, because he's like he, I think he is his dad's higher almost. I think like, he's almost as tall as Bron right, right now. Yeah. Like well, I got like fifteen. He's a junior, right? Or <laughs> I don't sophomore. know. I think he's like a sophomore. Sophomore. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah he's yeah. This well, it's funny too. Is like he's been with the glasses and like all goofy, and now he's like as big as a bronze. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like solid. Yeah. Sprouted uh, up. Yeah. So you said Bryce. Who's Bryce? Is that Bronny? So Bronny is the oldest, and then Bryce is younger brother. Oh. Yeah. yeah. So so they got brothers that are playing. 
That's what brought me brought sons. Dang. So, so is it, it, isn't there another uh, set of brothers like the Lamelo or oh, the Ball? Oh, the Ball brothers. Yeah, yeah. they're all um, already older. Like so, um, Lamelo was he's on the the Hornets right now, but he got hurt. They all got hurt. Um, they all got hurt. Lonzo was on the Bulls. He got hurt. Um, and then uh, Leangelo. Yeah. Um, I think he's going overseas. He was in the. He's been overseas. He was bit. playing for the Thunder for a little bit too yeah. last year. Yeah. But um, I think he had got hurt too. Damn. Yeah. So yeah, they're all like that injury bug hit hit hitting yeah. them like Mike Tyson. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Slaying them boys out. And they messing with the Kardashians or what? Man, might be. I, don't, I don't know who they messing with, but. Get away! No, I, remember, I remember hearing that Lonzo's girl was crazy. Oh really? Yeah, I remember hearing it because uh, she played soccer at USR. Yeah, uh, USR, USR, yeah. yeah. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, but the, 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 they're all. I mean, he's Chino. I mean, the, the, wow, that's crazy. Well, they did like a show on her, and like I guess like she was like just a nightmare to work with. That's what I remember hearing. They were like, damn, the winter Lonzo and uh, like yeah, uh, what's it called? Yeah, it's with the Lakers. Uh, <laughs> like the winter Lonzo having a hard time fucking shooting. You know that. I feel like you could definitely see that with people. Yeah. Like, there, no matter what, no what, matter what position you are in life, like you got a shit home life, it might reflect out. Yeah. Oh, I, sure. I should remember like when he was going sure. through that shooting slump. Yeah. And they were filming that show. He was just there, like, <laughs> I can see why. No, for yeah. sure. For sure. And that, what was the NBA player? That is a big. That is a big thing too. So like going back to the high school, that's one thing I always tell my kids is like, we all got problems in our lives you know everybody's different but don't bring your baggage into the gym you mm-hmm. know when you before you come in the gym leave it outside you know don't bring that to the team because it affects us so that's one thing uh, um that just that that made me think about that mm-hmm. like that's really one thing that um a lot of the kids once they start doing that we start seeing more success because guys don't have attitudes they don't have you know they want to be coachable they're mm-hmm. listening now their energy's better you yeah know? um yeah, so I just wanted to touch on that. Yeah. One thing uh, I know, like a lot of good programs do now, is like some form of like yoga or like breathing, yeah. like before practices, because then yeah. what happens is they're like they're in a good headspace to go out and move. Their body feels good. Yeah. No, I know um, one of the the girls' coaches um, up there. He coaches the girls' varsity, and he was saying he has someone like that that comes in sometimes for his team mm-hmm. and does like different exercises like that. I like that. It gets all that shit that's pent up moving. Yeah. And, yeah. Or you get it to like sub- subside, like you know, you're not necessarily sweeping it under the rug, but you leaving it at the door. Sometimes that allows them to even just. Oh, sometimes that allows like them to even just like uh, process it during practice without even knowing it. Yeah. And then they come out on the other end. They're exhausted. They're yeah. worked. They're like, damn, that shit's really not that. You kind of leave up the door like if like you're coming in like the gym like you're mad like you've got that bad conversation right. like take that moment like and we do this all the time like take that deep breath like let your body kind of just be like okay like we're not in a tense situation like I know right. what I have to do here like let me just come in focus on the work that has to be done and then whatever happens after that we can, we can figure exactly. it out later but I can focus on this right now exactly yeah. Like, I even text the clients, like, hey, I'll be five minutes. I'm just going to sit in here and take some time yeah. quick before I come in because, like, I don't want to come in on a bad headspace. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, I just got to sit in my little box real quick. Like, no, for sure. And then, you know, and then I'll go in and I'm like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm like never like, I can tell, like, a client, like, when I have a client come in and they're, like, this is all over the place. Like, they just got back from work. They're trying to figure out, I'm like, but take a minute, like, just breathe, like. Lay, lay your be yourself be present. Like you yeah. need to go 100 miles per hour with everything. Like just mm-hmm. take your time. No, for sure. Yeah. 
I love that. Now, now of course, I, I, I added a few in here just because I, I love to hear about the best times of these. So what did you have a favorite couple of moments in AAU? Oh, AAU specifically? Yeah, yeah, AAU specifically because, because then, of course, the next one will be high school. So okay. if you want to jump at them, go ahead. Oh, but, yeah, okay. AAU first. You got your favorite ones, any game winners, any just coaching, anything like that? I mean, I think in the moment, like, because the program that I coach for is, like, homegrown. So a lot of those kids um, are from the area, and we have them as a young age, and we build them up. But a lot of them aren't, like, super crazy talent. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But then you see them grow over time. So a lot of times we were taking L's. Like, we'd be losing a lot of games before we start actually winning. And now mm-hmm. that we're winning, like, I think the biggest thing is just seeing the, the growth from some of those kids. Like, from I had a kid, he was sixth grade, seventh grade. Now he's going to be a senior He's a junior right now, but he plays for my 17U team, and I've been training him since, like, seventh grade. And he was already pretty good, but his confidence wasn't there, and obviously there's stuff he could always work on. But, like, seeing him now, and I didn't coach him personally. I just trained him. But now that I coach him and his team, this guy's killing, and it's like, like, this dude is nice. Like, And I don't even say that about a lot of players, you know. Um, so I think that's just the happiest, you know, the biggest thing for us is when we get to see that. And then also we play against some of these kids sometimes. So when we play them, <laughs> they're using all this stuff that we, that we taught them. And it's like, like damn, and they're killing us. But you can't be mad because yeah, you, know, you like taught them that. Like, like, hey, I did, well, I did good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah. You know? and, but you, you see the other coach reaping the benefits of that, which is like, it makes you feel good too, you know, because it's like, like kind of going back to what we were talking about earlier, how like you see these kids are getting good, but you, like, you don't let them play travel ball because you – whatever reason the ego or whatever yeah so um yeah i try not to let my ego get in the way with certain things because that's when you start making things personal you know yeah. and that's one thing for coaches like their kids you can never make a situation personal with a kid you know no, you You're can't an adult. and i've seen it happen before like you know i've experienced it so mm. it's just like you know i try to be better than that and that's good that's a good lesson to take um because it shows like the maturity and growth that you took away from that like Whatever that situation was, you learned from it, grew from it, and now you're able to give back to the kids in the situation now. Yeah. So that's a beautiful thing because some people become bitter about that. Like, yeah. they're just like, no, no sure. like, I, that happened to me, so no, they I'm going to do I'm it gonna be the same way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, for sure. So, yeah, I think that's the happiest thing for AAU. Because um, I feel like AAU, like your high school and AAU, um, high school, you're more connected to those kids because you see them every day. Like AAU, you're connected to them as well, and I, I love all those kids, but I only see them twice a week. And then um, if they're in high school, especially once they only they're only with us for three months, and then after that, they're with their high schools. Yeah. So mm-hmm. with the high school, like I was telling my kids, like we're, you you play high school basketball for like nine months because there's different like spring league, fall yeah. league. If your coaches do that stuff, and then you got summer as well, summer league, and then you got. Like, October is normally when you start practicing hard because November is usually your first game. So, really, it starts in October. Um, and then that's when, like, um, fall leagues will start, too. So, you play games. So, you play in October, November, December, um, January, February. And if you're really good, you play in, in uh, March because that's when you go to like, state or whatever, you know, stuff like that. Um, so, you spend a lot more time with their high school than you do with the AAU. So, like, for them, it's just, like, these dudes are funny. Like, they're just... They make me laugh, you know. Yeah. And like sometimes I'm trying to be serious with them, and I just gotta laugh yeah. because it's just too funny. It's like, 
Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a good, good, that's good appreciation, though. Yeah, exactly. But it makes it lighter, so then they, they, I feel like that's more welcoming. I think it's more connected. Like, exactly, it's more connected. You know? Yeah. So it's not always work and always hard on you. Like I'm very hard on them, but I try to, like you said, they're kids. They gotta have fun, so I try to make it fun as well. You know. Mm-hmm. So. Mm, I like that, brother. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, brother, man, we're, we're going to go ahead and get ready to close this out, man. How we close it out here is, man, we let you do your closing statement, your monologue, what you like to tell tell the people, any message that you'd like to invoke to anybody that's watching, young or old. Uh, go ahead, and the floor is yours, brother. Um, for sure, just say um, having the right mentors around you is key to success, you know, critical. So um, when you do have something like that, you know, don't take it for granted, you know, Take it for granted, but don't take it for granted, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. be appreciative of it, you know, really soak it in. The ones that don't have it, you know, keep working hard and keep, you know, eventually that will come to you at some point. Um, but your hard work could take you to places that you never even imagined. So, you know, just keep your head down and work hard and stay focused. Mm-hmm. And I love that, man. I, I'm always big in mentorship and I think a lot of what we touched on here kind of gives that example of why it's so important because this podcast in itself can be mentorship yeah. whoever's listening yeah. they take something away from it and it helps them apply to their life helps their profession so no, thank you man because like I said what you shared um, <laughs> a lot of it is just it's beautiful because your experience there's a lot more uh, value to something when you can bring that experience you can bring yeah. that that side of it so thank you for sharing with that. Uh, yeah. thank you guys for having me this is dope by the way like, <laughs> oh, thank you going, man. I salute you guys for real and this we're is, trying man stuff. Yeah, we're trying. Fun little fact: I was going to tell Shiloh this, but um, this is our third podcast in less than seven days. Oh, really? Yeah, in less than nice. seven days. Okay. We're, we're, we've been grinding. It. Yeah, keep it yeah. up. Yeah. I feel like we just—I didn't even realize that we're on just like a nice little flow. Yeah, <laughs> we did one Thursday, yeah. Saturday, and now today. So okay. it's, nice. yeah, we're working. So we appreciate that. Man. Thank <laughs> you. Hey, this one thing. Go ahead. No, 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 no. But I, I was going to say, man, that this is what we're about, man. This is a blessing. Like I said, it's like I, I will forever touch on. It's not just us. It's the people that we grew up with and who we're around that make all this possible. Because like I said, it's not like I'm going and I'm going on Instagram or Facebook and just fishing for people. Y'all have been here since day one. So I thank you again, brother. And I'm I'm proud of you and everything that you do. Like I said, not only just as a man, but as a young black man. Like I said, pushing everything and being the symbol for a lot of young people in the Dino to be. Go ahead, brother. No, I appreciate you guys for sure. I was just going to say like, some YouTubers have been YouTubing for like 10 years and barely, or even longer, and barely blow up. Like, so just keep going no matter what. Just because you're, you're, you're sparking, you know, motivation to the youth and to the everybody else as well. I appreciate and that. Like, same thing as coaching. You never know what you say or what, you know, something that you say might spark somebody to do something great, you know? Mm-hmm. So for sure, keep it up. Thank you. Thank you, man. Woo, I feel one, inspired. One little quick note, man. I, I got to get some love to your dad, Will, man. <laughs> I, I work, I, no, when I first went to LA Fitness, man, like that, man, like he's a big dude, so everyone's intimidated. Man. Dude, like, that dude has the biggest heart, man. Like he was cool. Like, if, and like we had a guy like get his interactions, man, like that note would come up and be like, hey, is everything good? Like, you need it? Like, like he was just dude, a really good dude. Like he would bring kids in to work him out, like, Showing the proper ways, so yeah, always, much love. Yeah, he was, yeah, yeah. Yeah, much love to your dad, dude, because your dad was a good dude in that gym. No, I know he went all over the place, too, but whenever he was there, yeah, he was yeah, a good yeah. dude. No, yeah, I think a lot of people, like, he's misunderstood sometimes, like, unless you really get to know him. So I think, like, I appreciate you saying that, for sure, because, yeah. like you said, they see him and think he's just, like, a jerk or whatever. Yeah, really no, not. big as heart. Like, yeah. dude, big as heart, like, <laughs> whenever, like, we needed something or, like, 
whenever like you'd be like, "Hey, you good?" Like we like I always appreciate that. Yeah, that's what's up. That's yeah, what's yeah, up. So much love to that. Like the, 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 the apple doesn't fall from the yeah. tree, then, because like I said, it, it's the cornerstone of, in who you are. That's gonna shed light to the bounty full of people, brother. So, like I said, we're going to wrap this up. Again, this is another beautiful special guest program. I thank everybody that's been riding for us this whole time. We're going to go ahead and close it out. I'm happy that the full cast is here, sitting yeah. in the back. So, like <laughs> I said... the 11th hour. That's what you call a blister. That's what you can hear the knock. Yeah, yeah. So Dude, I knock, bro, and I'm like, shit, I don't want to interrupt, interrupt. But, like, I'm like... I don't want to stand out here forever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So just a little quick thing for everybody. Yes, Matt was outside. He was knocking on the door. I was kind of nervous. I was like, "Is it the gardener? I didn't pay him. So is he, is he coming at me foul or something?" Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, man. that would be more aggressive. <laughs> But like I said, we're going to close this out, everyone. Thank you for rocking with the boys. This is your boy Shiloh, boy John, Matt, uh, Ramel. All right, love you guys. Be safe and God bless. <laughs>